When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Greetings and well met, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 110 of Tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the Dungeon Crawler Network, and of course our sponsors over at patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork. Uh, I am your host, Ajelos, and with me today, the two sleepy guys from the West Coast, Avi Optimal, how are you, sir? Hi, I'm doing good, are you making sleeping? sure I'm not muted. No, uh... <laughs> You know, I've been waking up an hour before the show every day okay. because that helps me. That helps me be more awake. Okay. But yeah, I'm I'm being responsible. I see. Yes. All right. And the other guy who I saw sign on at like I don't know 4:30 his time. Sorry. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. I uh, got the more sleep between the two of us. I think because I got a good four hours last night. So uh, <laughs> this this should be a good show. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I also want to get say. Uh, Big welcome to our chat rooms, both at youtube.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network and twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network. You guys are fantastic. You guys are great. Thank you so much for coming out this early on a Sunday morning to enjoy this episode with us. We got a fun show, but first off, a uh, special thank you to Brad for his donation to the network this week. Thank you so much, Brad. You are the best. Uh, for anyone who's interested, we still do have a DCN store on our site now, so if you want to wear DCN apparel, which for some odd reason UPS decided not to deliver my shirt today, it was supposed to get here Friday, I think the guys couldn't find my house, it happens, I think it all depends on what UPS driver I get for some odd weird reason, some days they drop it right off at my doorstep, other days they're like, oh, we can't find your house, so I don't really know. Um, also... For those who did miss last episode or just joining us now, we are giving away a crown pack giveaway for the Elder Scrolls Online uh, in celebration of us hitting 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. It is a month-long contest. All you have to do in order to um, 
get a chance at winning is to go on and comment on uh, episode 109 through 112 for every comment not every comment but for you know every every uh, episode you comment on you get one entry so there you go uh, we will announce it on let's see 9 10 11 12 episode 13 will announce a winner 113 will announce a winner so there you go um, enjoy uh, another thing to take note is every time we hit uh, I don't know. Additional. What was it? What did we say, Avi? Was it five hundred? Five hundred. Yeah, additional five hundred. We're gonna do this crown pack giveaway for every five hundred subs we get on YouTube after the thousand. So next one, fifteen hundred. So keep that in mind. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and roll right on into the news. Um, we don't have a lot of news today, but we have fun discussion topics in place. First off, there was um, Brian Wheeler, not Eric Wheeler. They're not. They're two separate people. Eric Wheeler doesn't even exist. It's fusing together already. <laughs> I always get Eric uh, Roble and Brian Wheeler mixed up, so I've just kind of confused them together in some unholy abomination. Don't um, worry, I think we all do. <laughs> well, Brian Wheeler, and PvP guy, yes, hopped on over to the forums and wrote a little a little note about server skill checks and PvP performance updates in, in Dark Brotherhood. Um, I really want to talk about this for a little bit, but the way it's written, I think we were talking po or uh, yeah pre-show, which I did record that, so our Patreon subscribers can listen to us ramble on for 30 minutes before the show started, uh, talking about how this makes no sense to anybody unless you either know the code ahead of time, or they they explain it better. Essentially, what he's saying is they changed the way that these abilities, such as like. Um, uh, Breath of Life and all these ones that have to do server-side checks, the way that they worked before was kind of like an on-demand query is what I'm g gathering from it. So every time you did one of these, it had to reach out to the server. The server had to reply going, okay, I'm ready for your request, and go from there. And that caused a lot of checks on the server. Now the way that they did this is they said they hard-coded hard it into their combat rules so that way the server-side checks happen faster. Again... He's very vague about how this works. Yeah, he tried to put it in a way that makes sense, but without seeing the code from a programming point of view, seeing how it worked before versus how it works now, it doesn't make a lot of sense. At least to me. And I actually I I, do a little programming. I guess I can sort of understand vagueness there. Uh, just because it seems almost like he's talking about, you know, moving stuff back to the client instead of having it all done server-side. And that's... I mean, I could be wrong because I don't know anything about programming, but... I, I do know that's scary, you know, especially the week after we had a bunch of hackers running around because moving things client-side is how you get that to happen. Right, yeah. No, everything should be server-side checks. I think the way they're just describing it is how the checks are handled. How in the Okay, answer... so the server's just processing it differently. Yeah, yeah. Instead okay. of doing an individual unique query for everything and then making the server do extra work, they pre-program the answers into the combat code. So it doesn't have to look any further than what it was already executing anyway. Um, Avi, do you have words? Um, <laughs> no, anything anything that fixes Cyrodiil lag is a good thing. So I think that's pretty much the main point of this all. Right. It, well. it it's definitely um, yeah. It, it's it's. I like programming, but this is intentionally vague that until you see both sides, it makes no sense. 
and I get it. The 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 net the net gain out of this is the fact that they're saying that they're processing these these server checks faster. But I don't know. Has anyone been in Cyrodiil since Dark Brotherhood hit? I mean, I've been in Imperial City just enjoying the heck out of that. But I've not really done any of the big um, Cyrodiilic PvP, so I don't know if the lag has actually been any better. No. Yeah, I haven't done any, so I couldn't. I couldn't say. Well, I, I was in there, but I was just running around getting scry shards, so I don't think that really showed me anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in there Monday before the patch dropped. Uh, for our PvP night, but that was about it. Um, I wasn't in there since the patch because everything else I've been doing as well. I again running through it to get to Imperial City, but that was about it. So, all right, that, I guess we'll leave that one as it is. But it is out there. It's there's a link to it in our notes, which you'll see when the show goes, uh, the offline show goes live, so everyone can see that on YouTube and as well as on. Um, uh, our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There will be links to it so you can read it for yourself if you really want to give see all the detail. But honestly, there's not much other than what I told you, other than he talks about an example of how Breath of Life works, which, again, it was vague. All right, so we're done with the unholy abomination that is Eric Wheeler. <laughs> you both. Moving Wheeler. on to the next little bit of news, we had some fun. This one's fun for speculation. But um, Tamriel Foundry's old Dominoid73, I guess he's his own person, but he does article writing for Tamriel Foundry now. Um, yeah, we should probably call him Reddits as much as we'd like to claim <laughs> We As much as you'd like to claim him, we yeah. should probably say Reddit. Yeah, since, since he's got that thing. Yeah. 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 Reddit and Tamriel Foundry. <laughs> Reddit and Tamriel Foundry. However we get Tamriel Foundry in there, that's what we're going to do. Um yeah, if you don't know who he is, he's fantastic. He does a lot. He does a lot for the community. One of the things that I I love that he does is he records ESO live on his own and posts it like ten minutes after the show ends. So if you for whatever reason miss it, like I often do, because it starts while I still have like an hour and a half left of work, and some days I can watch it at work, some days I can't, depending on if I'm busy. So I'm always able to catch it when I get home without having to wait a week or whatever it is for Zenimax to release it on their channel. But he also does a lot of data mining. And the thing that he's done here is, and again, this will be in the notes. It's on Reddit. I'm not sure. Is it on Tamriel Foundry as well? I think so. You think so? Okay. So you can go to any one of these places. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, not, we, have, we have not, not posted it. Not posted it. At least it. not yet. Not yet. Yeah. All right. Well, little link to the imager post that he put will be in our notes, and you can check it out. Um, but what this was is it's um, UI elements describing the different helms that are available in the game. And you think it, when you look at it, you notice a lot of them on there. You see Valken Scoria, and it has like a, a little tag of what the file ID would be, um, which is all great. But there's the neat part is there's 25 of them. There's about 15 of them that are not in the game yet, such as there is a crocodile helm. There is a Lurcher Helm. There is an Undead Skeleton Helm. Two Spider Helms, which Asari loves. <laughs> uh, as well as a couple variations of Atronach Flesh, Ice, Stone, Undead. There, there's a bunch. Um, so it, it's neat to see this and kind of speculate on what kind of new Undaunted Monster Helms will be coming to the game. Um, Avi, did you get a chance to look through these? Yeah, I did, man. I love the Atronach ones. 
Man, way too cold. That stone at the stone atronach or storm atronach one. Whew. I I love everything about that. I need yeah, that. It's really cool. Sorry, I just added you so you can now post links in the chat. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Yeah, I guess that would have been a good thing for me to do. I guess I could have posted that on all the different chats. That way people can actually see these things. So I'll go ahead and post them. I still uh, can't so post on YouTube, so you can go ahead and get that one. Yeah. Oh, I, I take care of you there, too. I'll just go ahead and uh, make you a mod if I don't accidentally click off of you. Um, sorry, Helms. I know you love them. <laughs> Especially that spider one. Yeah. Yep, it's horrible. It's it's got you know those like mouth hands that spiders <laughs> the have, like <laughs> the mandibles. Yes. Yes, they're called. Uh, I'm mandibles. not a science person. Yes. Yeah, you're just gonna get back at me for teaching you about business, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's no. What it is. <laughs> the, the mandibles. They're just horrifying, and I hope that never gets added to the game, because <laughs> in whatever dungeon that's gonna accompany is probably gonna be awful as well. So. It's all gonna oh, be man. spiders. All that reminds yeah. me of is when Thais and I were playing the game a long time ago. And first time we did, what is it? It's the one with, uh, is it Elden Hollow, the one with the gargoyle boss? Spindle? Spindle Clot? No, is it Spindle? Maybe. Um, there's the one, after you defeat the gargoyle bo boss, you go to fight this one ghost, and he summons all these spectral monsters. And... The first wave is nothing but spiders, and seeing Thaise freak out because she's insane arachnophobe, and uh -oh. like literally jump out of her chair and run out of the room, and she was our healer. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden she <laughs> stopped because she screams over Teamspeak and just runs out of the room. And I'm That's hilarious. Looking behind me, guys, she's not at her computer. She literally ran out of the room. <laughs> uh, that is funny. Yeah. It, that was that was really great. So ah yes, uh, Birdo two ten in in Twitch tells me it is Spindle. So I'm being silly and not knowing. That's how I feel about some of the boss encounters in Veteran White Gold Tower. It's not a uh, it's not really a phobia thing. I'm just scared of them. I'm just I'm just outright scared of them. That's how <laughs> it goes. I see. I don't blame you. All right, let's see here. All right, that was pretty much it. I mean, we don't know anything else about them in the data mine information other than we got an image, so we can kind of guess what it's going to look like in-game. Um, not a screenshot image, but, you know, like an icon image, but they kind of look a lot alike what you'll see in the game and uh, and the name of it, so you can tell what it is because Undead Atronach or Undead Flesh or whatever. Um so you can see that, but other than that, we don't know what their specs are going to be or anything like that. It's just, it's neat to look and show that there's like, they've had at least assets for like 15 more. There's like 25 in total, but there's only like 10 in game at a cursory glance. So that's kind of interesting. All right, some people took to the forums this week and talked about FPS drops over time. How people start out the game fine and over time their FPS has been dropping since Dark Brotherhood. Um... Zoss moderator Molly H went to the forums and asked people saying several players have noticed performance issues like you're saying when their settings have defaulted back to DirectX 9. So if you're having performance issues you might want to check that. But then also later on in the forum yeah, it's, post, it's perfectly normal to have performance issues once you've been around for a very long time. Yeah, it is. 
But it, from some of the examples that they're having here is they're talking like you're losing it over like over half of your FPS. Someone gave an example of I start at like 90 frames per second, and after about an hour and a half of playing, I'm down to 40, no matter where I am. So it's not like it's being, you know, any, you know, uh, it's not like you have 40 frames when you're in Mournhold or in a big battle in Cyrodiil. It's, I had 90 frames while I'm standing out in the middle of, I don't know, Alakir Desert where no one's around, and then didn't move, and in two hours I dropped. Um, Zoss, Alex, Alex Tardiff, moderator, hopped on saying that this is likely caused because of a particle system leak, which tends to show its ugly head in more intense PvP scenarios. The system itself has been completely rewritten and thoroughly vetted for these kinds of issues. It's going out with the Thieves Guild patch in addition to the new 64-bit client. Um... At one of the base patches. So there we go. There, there's some issues there, going out. Um, I haven't really noticed too many frames. I guess it, Monday we're getting a hot fix patch, that's probably going to address this. No. Yeah, I've, I've had I've had no issues myself. Every my frame rate FPS has been perfectly fine. So. Right. Uh, hard to say. Yeah, yeah, one of the base patches. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, or Sorry, have you had a, any frames issues? I know you've had internet issues. That's probably on yeah. your side. <laughs> yeah, no, not not really. Um, and I also installed a ton of add-ons that I hadn't been uh, really bothering to use yet. So, I could probably attribute any frame drops I had to uh, Master Merchant. I'm just going to blame Master Merchant for everything. Just gonna blame Master Merchant for everything. <laughs> uh, stupid Master Merchant. I don't think that's been updated through this patch. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I hear my cats upstairs and they're fighting over something. It's not good. You just did a. You just uh, roboted a little bit too. Did I? Yeah. I no me. I assume I heard you guys. No. Bad no. On it, my end, no. So. It, it was. A, it was a jealous. I think I sounded oh, fine. Maybe it's on your end. I don't know. Chat room, let us know. <laughs> both heard it. Oh, you both let us heard know. it. Oh, I didn't. All right. <laughs> well, you can't hear yourself, Lich Jealous. Good point. You guys <laughs> suck. I don't care. All right. Uh, we're going to move on. That was our news for this week, guys. That was it. We don't have a lot. But there was another thing that happened, which we're going to talk about. And that was a I little bit. Witcher 3 DLC. I mean, uh, Wait, what? Oh, Witcher 3. What happened? Where are we? What are we doing? I don't know. Something about Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah. There was a um, second DLC besides Witcher there, 3 that came out. There we go. And it was Dark Brotherhood. So we're going to talk yeah. a little bit about the Dark Brotherhood, what we've experienced with it, and go from there. I'm going to let Asari go first, since this is, he kind of like sent me a message going, I must come on the show and talk about it. So we're, he probably has. Well, I, th- I thought it would actually be interesting. You know, we just had a DLC release, so I, there's there's a good news show, and oh, you no, only no. had two people apparently, so. Oh, I'm 100%. Fu- oh, yeah, that's right, because Nate hates ESO. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because right. Nate hates ESO. Exactly. And Ark in here, too, apparently. I know. Ark didn't even get it. It's pretty awful. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, Nate will be back next week. He actually sent me a message, and it's been the running joke going, I, he's like, I, I have family coming over. I can't make it to the podcast. I just don't want you to think it's because I hate ESO. I, I, I really want to get back in. So it's been a running joke that he hates ESO, and that he, it, it's over. 
All right. Uh, sorry. Why don't you go ahead and give us some thoughts for what you've experienced and what you've enjoyed with Dark Brotherhood? So I played uh, basically all of it this week. Uh, I hadn't played it on the PTS at all, so it was kind of due. So I just went pretty hard on it, which is, I, I think, important to understand the way I got through it just in a couple of days to... That, that definitely informs my opinion on the way some of it works, especially leveling the skill line. Um, I haven't done all of the side quests yet because I'm waiting on a few of them. Like, I haven't done gold yet on this character, so uh, the quest with Naryu, I guess, that if you don't know, there are some cameos. Wouldn't make a lot of sense. I, w I would be missing dialogue options, so I'm waiting on that one. But other than that, I think I've pretty much done everything. I do have the Bane of the Gold Coast titles. I've done the World Bosses and everything like that. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I really like assassinations. They're awesome. Uh, I, I just, as a PSA, you can't assassinate people in heists for the Thieves Guild. That will count as being detected. I'm a little annoyed by that, but it doesn't make sense. Uh, so, uh, but it, it, you know, it does definitely add to sort of my solo play where I can just sneak up behind someone and kill them, especially when I'm stealing things and I don't want to have witnesses around. Uh, I guess sort of speaking to the story, my my biggest... I like the story. I thought it was a bit predictable. Um, I feel like the characters in the Dark Brotherhood felt a lot more shallow compared to the Thieves' Guild. Like, the Thieves' Guild, you had them coming to you with their side quests. And it kind of happens at the Dark Brotherhood as well, but not not really to the same extent. I, th I think there's more... Maybe it's more characters with one quest each, whereas the Thieves' Guild had, like, two characters with three quests each or something like that so I, I didn't really like feel that I felt that much about these characters or anything but it was it was still good it was straightforward the mechanics of it were really fun I think the mechanics were solid uh, and uh, you, you know I thought that worked really well uh, so one of the big things they've added is I, I'll just keep talking I guess yeah, <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah they've got a uh, they've got you know so we've also got sacraments which are basically highest for the dark brotherhood um, <laughs> And I love that they're not timed. I I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, no, that that's not nice. um, that's a big plus. That rush out the end with the overseer is good, but you know the fact that I can kind of take my time and plot my way around feels so much better. I've, uh, I've heard some complaints about now. See, I haven't done any of the dark sacraments yet because my gameplay with Dark Brotherhood is different, which I'll touch on later. Um, but some people have been complaining about the fact that heists are a little bit more. I don't know they just feel a little more substantial than the sacraments, which are pretty much just go kill X, go kill Y. Any, uh, any validity to that? I, I wouldn't agree with that at all. The, the thing about heist is that it's the same every time you go into it. You've got like four or five maps. I don't know how many they are. And it's the same thing every single time. Uh, and it's really not that challenging once you've done them once or twice. Uh, sacraments, for those of you that don't know, have this random element to it where you'll have different uh, optional conditions added on to get better rewards and achievements and stuff like that. So you'll go in and, you know, you've got your main target you've got to assassinate, but maybe you'll have a secondary assassination target or a person you've got to destroy or you'll have to use poisons, which is not that hard because just having a poison equipped and then you still use the Blade of Woe, it still counts, but you have to have a poison in your inventory. Uh, you know, don't, don't, don't alert the mobs, which gives you a couple chances to be detected. So I... I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more depth to the sacraments, personally. I I think there are more factors to consider than I'm going to run in the circle and try to do it as fast as possible, which is basically how high feel to me. 
Right. Okay. All right. Avi, what about you, sir? Uh, crafting bags. Oh yeah, yeah, crafting Thank bags. You. Oh, Thank I was God. I was still getting to the yeah base game updates. <laughs> if we're talking base game. I haven't done too I'm much. I'm talking Dark the, Brotherhood yet. I haven't done too much with the Dark Brotherhood myself. I uh, started it. The, I started the quest. I think I got as far as um, being able to do the execute. So, <laughs> so not, not very not very far in the story. You took no. the way shrine. Um, yeah, I took I took the way shrine. Well, you got to do like one one quest. And um, the one in the lighthouse and all that stuff. But it, it, it was pretty good. It got me excited. So. You know, crafting bags, I, I think, are really interesting, yeah. though. Uh, I, I know everybody loves them, but I, I'm really curious to see how that's going to impact the market in, like, a month or two. Especially leather, because Rubido is insane right now. Um, and I don't, I, I, I don't, yeah, no, I haven't talked to you guys about this. I uh, was sort of dragged kicking and screaming to Endgame after having, you know, multiple VR5 to VR10 Templars and stuff in every different faction and never really maxing anything out. So I, I, I get, you know, the Dark Brotherhood rolls around, I get bumped up to 270 and start have, taking things seriously. So I'm getting ready the night before craft all my uh, CP160 gear. And not knowing up until this point that it's like 200 leather. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yep. So thankfully I have friends, and we all went to a delve in Rothgar, the one with the Durzogs, and just circled for like an hour and, and got everything that we needed. And Rubido is insane right now because everybody's gearing up their alts, and stamina's pretty good in this patch, so everybody's going for medium armor. But I think st uh, leather mats... It, leather materials in general are going to be sort of more heavily impacted by crafting bags because that's something you just loot while you're fighting. It, with uh, everything else, you kind of have to at least sort of go out of your way to gather it, but leather you just kind of keep accumulating. So I I could really see the market just like the bottom just dropping out of that market in like a two month time or something. Hmm. I think of the uh, the Rubido leather, for instance, is up so high because of the stamina changes that made it a little bit more viable um, in the long run. So I think that I think that's probably part of it is the fact that stamina has been changed. Um, well, yeah, that's that's what I said is that that's part of it being more popular now. But I, I just meant crafting bags affecting it. I I, I do think we can see that just plummet because people are just going to have all this leather. You know, just from fighting mobs and doing dungeons. Uh, you know, every every time you do way rest or something like that, you'll be picking up a bunch of leather. Right. I need you guys to vape for me for like five seconds while I check out some issues I'm having on this end. So keep talking. <laughs> okay. What else? Oh, contracts. I want to complain about contracts in the Dark Brotherhood. Assuming that we're streaming properly. At at this moment, and that I, yeah, he said to keep talking, so I guess I, I, think, I think we're fine. What, what exactly are the contracts again? So, contracts are the equivalent to the Thieves Guilds. Uh, I don't even know if they have a name, but the missions that are like go pickpocket 10 items, oh. so 10 items right. in the next zone for the second stage, 10 items, and then, you know, or maybe it's break into a safe box in Grotwood, then Greenshade, and then Malabal Tor, and it's always AD for me, I don't know why. Uh, but, uh, the contract sends you to find one person or three uh, non-specific people in, in a specific zone or city, and they are single stage, and as a result, I feel like they were tuned to give you a lot less skill line progression. You can do them really fast, so it, it's probably okay, but because of that, and again, this is being informed by me blowing for the Dark Brotherhood in a couple of days, 
it is so so grindy feeling when you're doing contracts because you uh you go in there and you're just you know you leave the the sanctuary for like two three minutes to to get this kill maybe and then you're back and then you're picking up another thing doing the same thing and i feel like if those had been made multi-stage like the thieves get it i'm not sure how you do it to make sense i mean maybe it would have had to have been almost like a bounty hunter gameplay where you've got to track your target or something like that you know go to one area find a clue uh you know, I feel like they could have made them more rewarding, made them more time-consuming to balance maybe, it out. Maybe not put a giant arrow over their head saying, Just kill me, kill me. Yeah, they I, the, they I mean, they could. That could be a little frustrating. That could be a little frustrating. That could already be kind of frustrating to find, especially since it seems they're not, like, guaranteed to be spawned at the time if somebody else has just killed them. But... Yeah, because now that you say that, I remember I did do a contract, and I remember that... Uh, I got to the city where I had to assassinate him, and he didn't. He actually didn't have like a little uh, arrow saying, "Oh, he's over here in the city." I actually had to walk around and look around and find a guy with like a sacrament hand over his head saying, "Kill this guy." So that was that was pretty nice. Yeah, I I mean I think they're fun. I just think when you're leveling the skill line, they feel really unrewarding, and that's sort of a necessary component because it's not like the time to do it takes you know, that any much longer than leveling the Thieves Guild, I don't think. It's just that because they're so quick, you have to do so many of them. And I, I wish those had been a bit more substantial, uh, you know, as a way to, you know, engage players and feel a little bit less right. grindy. So, so that, that would be my one big complaint there. Still working on this. Twitch is being silly. I'm sorry for anyone who's watching on Twitch. We had Twitch kind of die out on us, uh, and it's not. Really I was confused. Back. I was confused what was. Oh. I was confused what was happening because it wasn't a messing up on YouTube. You know, no, YouTube was fine. It's Twitch was being stupid, and I'm getting frame drops like crazy on the Twitch side. So I wonder if Twitch is having issues because YouTube's fine. I'm looking at YouTube right now, and we're fine um, network wise, but twitch died so i think i'm gonna have to call twitch for this week unfortunately hey, you, you, you guys are both lagging out for me so i'm not sure if it's just me or you guys but no i think it's i honestly think it's twitch being silly because i'm looking at everything else we seem fine frame rates are good everything looks okay on our side so well good job twitch sorry about that twitch viewers um i'm gonna cut twitch just because it's not working so why why do something that's really bad over on that side? Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. Twitch must be having issues. I mean, we've had issues with Twitch in the past where one of the reasons why we went to YouTube ex before was because Twitch would constantly die on us. Um, but now, like I said, YouTube's doing fine. I'll try again next week. Because I, I like the dual thing because we have a lot of Twitch viewers um, who like using it. But I don't know. It is what it is. It just didn't want to work this week. All right. Let's see. You know, I, I will. I'll, I'll do one more thing on contracts. Amanda has the point that the loot is crap from the contracts. And yeah. We all know that they're going to add some random loot bag that has a chance to have a motif in it when the next DLC releases, just like they've been doing, almost certainly. Uh, but, yeah, right now it is pretty disappointing. That I mean, it's not a bad amount of gold. It's 332, I think, for each contract that you complete. And, again, they take, like, less than five minutes including heinous load screens on my end so it's it's not like they're that bad but it's it's not interesting it's just gold there's no like ooh, what am i gonna get this time you, you only get gold you don't get like a piece of the uh synthesis arm the new synthesis mm -hmm. set 
No, you, you get that from sacraments, but not uh, okay. not contracts. Huh. I can't remember if the contracts and uh, Thieves Guild gave you anything but gold, did they? Didn't you get something extra for doing those? They give you a bag of laundered materials. Basically okay. just gold, because you just yeah. sell it to a vendor for gold. But uh, now it's got the chance to get the motif in it. I don't know, even the laundered materials, sometimes you can get greens, you know, and then it's worth... I'm not doing math. But more. More. Twice as much? Right. I go twice as much. Right. Some somewhere somewhere around there, yeah. Okay. Um I think we're back at this point, at least to the best that we can do for right now. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well then. Yeah. I'm not really sure what's going on. All across the net being silly. Even Skype looks yeah. fine. Hmm. I think we're good. You guys sound a lot better on my end too, so Okay. Here we go. Oh, yeah, everything looks fine. Man, what a day for issues, I'm telling you. Yeah. Lovely. We're all having struggles. Indeed. The struggles are real. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it's, it's being silly. Yeah, I feel like everyone's kind of just going crazy at the moment. Kappa. Kappa, right? Man. I don't know what's going on. It's, really it's the Dark Brotherhood. Dark Brotherhood, I'm telling you. Assassinating my internet and, it, and your Skype. It is. My goodness. Um, and and, and uh, people are saying must be Skype because Agelis is perfect. Thanks. Uh, Agelis is perfectly fine. Both Avi and Asari are constantly lagging video-wise. But sound is just fine. What's really weird is... Um, like Some people would be saying, I'm not actually using using my camera through Skype. So it's not like I separated it out going, oh, just use my camera. So I'm on the same Skype call, so... I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Sithis has arrived at the Dungeon Crawler Network and is assassinating us. I've been doing... The only thing I've been doing in Imperial City that I love is, is the Imperial City. I mean, Dark Brotherhood, Imperial City. That's what I've been doing. The changes to the Imperial City is... Um, it's, it's, it's pretty neat how they do it with the capturable districts now. I've been playing that a lot. Um, the one thing that is kind of annoying to me, um, which it's not a bad thing per se, it's just... It's different than what it was, and that is, once upon a time, we used to have these big battles like in the Arboretum where people were just constantly... It was just a slaughter fest, right? Which is probably why they changed it. Um, people would just jump down from their entryways and go crazy and rip into people. Um, and that's what it was. It would be like three hours of just beating our heads against the wall against each other, and that's what happened. Um, but now how it works is if you, by chance, lose a district, you can't spawn into it. You have to spawn into another district that you own. If you don't own any, you spawn into the sewers. Great in concept, right? Uh, ESO loading screens make it a little slower to get back into the combat. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, cause, so if you die and get kicked back out, um, you have to go back through your load screens in order to actually get anywhere in the game, which really... It's kind of annoying, but it's, it's there. 
Um, but it, it's a lot of fun fighting and conquering the districts. Whenever you conquer the districts, you gain like a 33% uh, chance at um, at higher, not tw chance, but you get 33% better Telvar stones, and it's cumulative, so everyone you own, you get more and more. So you can really farm those Telvar stones if you own districts. Um, it's also kind of neat if you're into the PvP side of things because you know where the PvP is happening. Like, if you log in and you see Evanhart owns everything except for one district and it's yellow, you're pretty sure if you go there, you're going to find bananas. So there you go. All right. And bananas. Bananas. Bananas and blueberries. And you can just find the Evanhart everywhere because you guys are a massive zerg. Yeah, it's so fun. Do you see Master Race? Oh, shut up, you damn blueberry. Kappa. <laughs> Got cat fur in my mouth. Stupid Khajiit trying to get me. There she is. Speak of the devil. In my mouth. Yeah. I'm sorry, Avi. That's your line. <laughs> <laughs> That's your line, Mister. I love this female oh, Khajiit. Mm -hmm. um, overall, with Dark Brotherhood, I know this was probably one of their most marketable DLCs. I'm kind of curious what everyone thinks. Like, is this? Did it live up to the hype? Do you think? Yeah. Uh, as it, when it comes to like the Dark Brotherhood as like a whole being added to the game, I'd say not really. I mean, you can hardly feel their presence. I guess that's kind of the point of the Dark Brotherhood, but I don't know. I was expecting more from it. I haven't heard too much positive things about the story. I've heard it's sort of lackluster, especially coming after Thieves Guild and Rothgar. But, yeah, I, mean, I would I would say it was very generic, very predictable story. Um. I think there. I think there was one part of it that was supposed to be a Twitch. I mean, uh, we're still on the Twitch issues. Twitch there. there was, yeah, no, it was supposed to be a, a twist. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Uh, there was supposed. To, I think the, there was like one part that's supposed to be a twist, and it was. I'm gonna say immediately obvious from about the second quest, and they don't reveal it until like the next to the last. It was, yeah. So I, I don't know. It was. I was not blown away with the story. I think the assassination mechanics are great. I love the blade of woe. I like sacraments. I love the base game changes. Um, I could, I could, I could probably talk about a bunch of those when we're done with the Dark Brother itself. But the story was, yeah, uh, yeah, that's disappointing. Dark Brotherhood has always been like I know people and constantly rave about the the story from like Oblivion. Skyrim was whatever, Ob but Obli Oblivion's Dark Brotherhood is probably one of the best things to ever be created in video games. Say that right now, it is 100% perfect. You know, I, I will say, though, for um, the story, like, the storyline itself wasn't very good, but I thought they did, a, I mean, the delivery itself was very good. The, uh, all of, you know, the writing, the voice acting, the set design, you know, you were just constantly going to these gorgeous environments. It's not all on the Gold Coast. Uh, you know, the places you visit, the Gold Coast itself, the sanctuary, all of these were just gorgeous and very good. It was just the story felt... Just a bit uninspired, really. Is the main I, quest? I, was, kind of... I really was expecting another twist at the end, and then it just kind of ended. Hmm. Is the main quest sort of like um, Thieves Guild, where you have to like level up your Dark Brotherhood in order to get the qu the quest? Yeah, that's, the... and that's and that's what I was complaining about with contracts earlier. Is you right. would do a quest and then you do like twenty contracts. I mean, maybe it's not. It's, yeah, it is I... a lot though. Um, 
that yeah. bugged me about Thieves Guild really bad. It was like I just wanted to play the quest, and every every time after you do one quest, you got to go freaking pickpocket ten, ten people in Stone Falls twenty times, and it's like uh, gets a little tedious. But hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of that. I I will say, uh, if you're not going through it at a breakneck a breakneck pace, the do your sacraments because they give as many as four contracts or two killing sprees, uh, and, and that's you know a big chunk of experience right there to kind of keep it going. Right. So I, I would try to do that daily. Okay. I, I like the idea of these daily quests. I know some people really hate dailies, but I actually enjoy them because it gives you something to do when you sign into the game. Um, I I like dailies as well. I I think ESO really needs to work. This is probably future article. I've already given this feedback to the devs, but. Uh, I think they really need to work on their reward structure for daily and repeatable content because, like, uh, right now, the, the Thieves Guild repeatables or the heists, they just, it's all RNG. You just get a loot bag and it might have something you want in it. And it doesn't feel, I don't feel like I miss anything if I log, if I don't log in a day. And when I do log in, I usually don't get anything. Uh, I can't really control if I'm working towards what I want, uh, which is the Boz Watch sword motifs, but I keep getting belts and maces, uh, you know, and I can, I can trade them, but, uh, you know, it's it just, it doesn't feel like I'm making progress. I think you will never hear me say this about anything else, uh, but copy WoW. Uh, WoW does a terrific job with, you, with dailies. Uh, you log in, you've got your reputation bar, uh, you do your round of quests, it goes up by a predictable amount, you know where you stand, you feel like you log in every day, it's very addictive. Don't go crazy with it, don't, don't, uh, was it Miss Pandaria? Mr. Pandaria, like, where there yeah, was. Don't, don't do that, don't do, uh, yeah, but I mean, if we're getting like one daily from each guild, sure, there you, you know, uh, yeah, one daily pledges, I mean, that that's Ritz, it's, it's not that bad. So, well, there you um, go. You got and you don't even need to make a new reputation system, you could just have the Dark Brotherhood skill line go up to like 50, and then add new, uh, you know, at like every 10 levels, you unlock new things. Like maybe at level 20, I'd like to see more rewards here. So maybe at level 20, you get all of the armor motifs. At level 30, you get all the weapon motifs. At level 40, you get amounts. At level 50, you get a really badass costume. Uh, so I, I, I'd love to see, you know, that kind of, you know, more compelling structure for the rewards of the dailies. Right. Because right now I just feel like it's, you know, show up, pray to R and Jesus, don't get what I want. Don't feel like I made any progress by doing the dailies. Guild Wars 2 did something where they didn't have reputation grinds because they tried to get away from that. You know, I stand with you. I like reputation grinds. Give you something to do. Um, and earning factions, I mean, you got to earn reputation somehow, right? Even in real life, you got to make people like you or else they hate you. But anyway, um, they added... Uh, a token system uh, laurels that they had a vendor who you could buy special stuff but only with laurels and you earned a laurel a day by doing your dailies um, plus some other ways later on but originally it was just by doing your dailies you got laurels I mean by doing you could I don't like the fact of being able to buy certain motifs to an extent because the RNG part of it does give them a little bit of value at least at the start of a DLC but adding other rewards in, going okay, you do a you do a, a a black sacrament, you get some sort of I don't know mark of the dark brotherhood or whatever every time you do a daily, and those become a known currency. 
problem is and, some people don't like multiple currencies. I mean, we already have a couple. We yeah. have alliance points. But, you know, Guild Wars 2 is, is notorious for this, having 9 million currencies. It doesn't bother me, but some people hate it. Not, not, well, now that they've added, the, like, a separate currency bag that includes everything, it's not so bad. Uh, yeah. But, well, yeah. yeah. But, uh... I mean, they have a currency Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I game. think you could still have an RNG component, too. Like, uh... I think the Abaz watch stuff is is fairly rare, nice RNG thing. You could have the Abaz watch be your your RNG reward. Maybe make it even rarer than it is now, so you you know you're still impacting the trade markets through the DLC that way. But they're adding more than one more motif per patch, so they could just put the Thieves Guild behind the Thieves Guild skill line or reputation, and you know there you go. Now you've got you've sort of doubled down on a reason to do dailies here, which is sometimes you can win big with uh, the rare item that you want to sell, or you make progress towards this sort of predictable motif. Right. Makes sense. Avi, do you have anything else you want to say about Dark Brother? Anyone have anything else they want to talk about before we move on to our next discussion topic? Base game updates. All right. Name plates. They're back. I haven't, I mean, for me, uh, I, they were in the beta a really mm -hmm. long time ago, but uh, yeah, do you remember that? There were like yep, 20 of us in the beta back then. <laughs> yeah, back, <laughs> back when you saw another person in the world, you're like, oh, hi. oh my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like them then. I like them now. Uh, I, I've already had a moment where I was, uh, you know, just standing around and I saw in zone chat, somebody was saying like, oh my God, it's sorry. And Fangrush are right beside each other. What are the odds? And I was like, well, we're in Ralka buying stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is kind of a popular place, but you know, it was cool that, you know, people are seeing each other in the world and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, starting to recognize each other and it's kind of nice. Um, and sort of coming along with that, they've added new health bars for the mobs, and these are a game changer for me. I mean, they're so much better. I I, I really just feel like my tactical decision making in combat is is much better informed because I can just see things a lot more clearly because they're very distinct. And uh, I love the way that dots tick off them and just damage in general. It feels very responsive. It's very satisfying, unlike the previous health bars. Uh, so I'm really happy with that. I really like that. You be black when you're in stealth but now they, they've turned the shadowing down on that a lot uh, that's kind of a minor feature but i really like that as well uh item locking yeah i don't know i have so many things i like uh, no item, oh, locking, item, is, item locking item locking is amazing but here's the yeah. thing with item locking i mean i'm glad it's in the base game but i had a uh, i've had a, an add-on for it for probably the last year and a half so the only thing that this really did for me was that i could uninstall this add-on because it's part of the base game that's really the only thing. Um, the other nice part of the the item lock, which I do like, is now, like if I, I've accidentally done this, I put item lock, but it's only for that PC where it's installed. If I were to log on to a laptop or something that didn't have the add-on, all my stuff would be visible again. So there was oh. that, but I mean, it, it yeah. it's a good quality of life change, especially if you know you don't want to, you break up your your valuable set pieces. My my Which son's upstairs done. yelling. He uh, he agrees. Uh, and, you know you know what one other change we should probably mention. I just remembered that I'm going to forget about. Yeah. Stop start talking about children. Is uh the the buff to the drop rate for silver and gold keys has been oh. really good. I mean it's it's made. Uh, 
I feel I feel people are a lot more motivated to get their pledges done right now. I'm I'm a little confused how children jumped into pledges, but I'm, I'm making the connection. <laughs> I was thinking about what we were talking about before you started talking about children, okay. and right. I don't like children, so. And Aloha made a good point. Not everyone uses add-ons. <laughs> Consoles have no add-ons, so it's great. It is a great feature. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not Aloha. Um, it will be nice for the console side of things. That That's fantastic. And it, it should have been in the game from the start. Uh, I was merely remarking on the fact that it really didn't mean much to me because I've had it for so long. So it's not like, oh, this is amazing because I've already yeah. had something that could do it. Now it's just like, all right, now I just don't need to load up my uh, Lua issues, L-U-A or whatever, um, by using another add-on. So, yeah. That, that's that's what it is. And I'm all for putting stuff in the base game, you know. Uh, WoW did that. Um, various uh, add-ons that were deemed very useful when they saw, hey, a lot of people are using these things. They go, why don't we just add it to the base game? And that's what ESO is doing. That's fantastic. Item lock is fantastic. Um, all these different things are fantastic to have in the base game. And the less stuff I have to do through add-ons, add-ons are designed to allow me to customize my game and, and get some features that I feel I need that the game doesn't have. If they add them into the game, then I just need less and less add-ons. Which I'm fine with. Now all you gotta do is revamp the way the trade trade works, so that way you can actually do like a you know, normal search. So I can get rid of my awesome guild store, but <laughs> the, the traders just don't work as they are. I don't know. It is. Yeah, and uh, back to speaking of the gold keys, I've noticed that a lot of the traits are... I'm getting bad traits on, like, every shoulder piece that I pull out of these things now. Freaking, uh, what's that new one? Prosperous? Yeah. Um... Ruined my ruined my engine guardian shoulders. Let me tell you right now, it did. Not, not when I needed it at all. Ugh. Ugh. So it's like getting training. It's just so disappointing. Almost would rather, rather have well-fitted. Uh, At least right. I can dodge roll around a little bit. I would. I just want Moloch Kina shoulders. I, they won't drop for me. Everybody I, I know has gotten like seven this week, and I, 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 I have yeah. seven. I think I have about seven or eight of them. Yeah, it, it's just me. I cannot get them to drop. I just, I just got them to drop. In they can be prosperous, heavy. I don't care. I just want, I just want them. <laughs> Ryan in chat says, what about the add-on creators when they remove them? And here's the thing. When you're doing add-on creators, add-ons will still serve a purpose, especially if um, perhaps Zoss puts it in and it doesn't look the way that you want it to. You can customize looks that way. Our add-on creators just have to move on to another project instead of milking the same project for, you know, years. Um, Which I don't think is a bad thing. I mean, no, most I, of the add-on creators I know are doing it because they think the game needs this feature. When yeah. when the devs pick it up and put it in the base game, it's like they're off the hook. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. They don't have to. I, I don't have to update this anymore. Yeah. Uh, Trust me, I have to update our website constantly, and I'm sitting there going, oh, "This is such a pain in the butt." <sighs> okay, let's keep going. <laughs> I'm a, I'm annoyed just like, updating my add-ons with every patch, and Minion makes that really sure. easy. Uh, yeah. I, I can't be an add-on developer. No, having to maintain and update and like if you're really into the game like we are that's great but i know some people who are just sitting there going man i just i want to play the game i don't want to have to scour patch notes and and edit edit the add-ons for 100 hours after a patch just to make sure it's viable and there's no bugs or anything like that you know there's yeah once it's in there i'd be like yep i'm done i'm out 
So, there we go. Slam door. I like it. <laughs> yeah, good timing. Good timing. Good timing. That ends the discussion. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our next discussion because we are running a little long on time. Not real long, but a little long. We want to get a few more things in here. This discussion is something that we had on here for a while. Also, I want to, before I highlight this, next week we have a discussion by one of our very own community members. If you have something you want us to talk about, feel free to send us an email about it. Uh, contact at DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. And let us know, because sometimes we like to have these discussion topics, and sometimes my mind draws a blank. So if you have something you want us to talk about or you think that would be interesting, send it in, and it might get added to the rotation. But this week, we want to talk about, with the release of Dark Brotherhood, um, a year ago or so, we had pretty much a roadmap for an entire year. They pretty much told us, you got Imperial City first, then you're getting Rothgar, then you're getting Thieves Guild, then you're getting... Dark Brotherhood. We had four lined up DLCs. With the release of Dark Brotherhood, we've hit a point where we have no idea what is coming in the future. Um, we have some hints and we're going to talk about them now and some speculation. Um, and I believe that at the uh, before E3 event that they're doing, the BE3 that Zoss is putting together, they are going to probably announce their next DLC. That's what I've been hearing all the rumors but right now we don't really know i want to hear from you guys what you think we're going to see in the future and what you think will be next avi i'm gonna let you go first all right so what do we have right now we have Merkmeyer, clockwork city uh there's been talk about Bargainfell. yeah um, and then as we sort of mentioned before the podcast the whole idea of housing coming along with the barbershop um uh let's see Mark Meyer. there's been talk about the realm of minfala as well like as almost like maybe a whole other zone like uh what cold harbor was i wouldn't be surprised to see that included with uh the morag tongue and Vardenfell. Right. right but maybe i mean then it wouldn't be a whole other zone maybe it could follow it hmm. yeah i see there's some video issues again man stupid skype i hate you skype <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stupid, stupid Skype. Yeah. All right. Obviously. Yeah, we're... but well, I was gonna say what happened. So pretty much what happened is the next is sort of like you know the end. It's the end of the beginning. You know, we finally got Dark Brotherhood. That was the final thing, and it's sort of like, what is, what is ESO gonna do next to keep us, keep us motivated? Are we gonna keep on getting these little things like Thieves Guild and? Dark Brotherhood, or are they going to start going big? Which I hope they start doing because I wasn't too big on. I could like uh, the Gold Watch. The Gold Coast is kind of hey, look who it is. <laughs> the little milk drinker's here. <gasps> little milk drinker. He's reaching for my mic. <laughs> Anyone who's watching the video, my son's in the thing now. Aren't you? Give there you go. Big, there's a big smile. I told you we needed a random fourth person. Yeah, here's Perfect. our random fourth. He's been our random fourth a few times. Yeah, he he's has. Our, he's our token console gamer. No, you're not a console gamer. You're a PC gamer, aren't you? Yes, you are. He better be. <laughs> he better be. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, you're reaching for the mic. You want? You got? You're not a. You're not a Dark Brotherhood kind of guy. You're more of a. You know. You're you're more of the knight like Daddy is. You like that kind of stuff. What do you think about Merkmeyer? Hmm? You like swamps? Do you like Argonians? 
Okay, I got a little grunt out of that. So I think wow. he's, I think he's looking towards Merkmire. Okay. And now he's looking at my face. <laughs> um, sorry. What about you, sir? What was the question? What What are you thinking, speculation wise? Like, what are we gonna see next? Well, I think for quarter three, we're all expecting housing barbershop. I'm not sure that's really the question. Uh, I would say that two dungeons, uh, probably not a zone. Maybe not two dungeons. Well, I don't we've know. We've seen the two dungeons with the Vardenfell. Like that was. Where were they the for sure mark. in Dar- in Vardenfell, or were they? That's let's 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 rephrase that. Where that those were added when we data mined Dark or uh, Vardenfell. Vardenfell. So yes. That so, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it could be wishful thinking. I I think we need group content, so I'd like to think that Zoss knows that because um, everybody's saying it. Well, I haven't actually had a chance, and this is something we should have talked about in the previous one. But the revamp of Sanctum Ophidia was more group content, but I do agree. Dungeons, sort of. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have, have a hard time. If you have time, if you have time to put a trial together, which a lot of, a lot uh, of well, I mean. I don't know that I'd call it new group content. We, it's a revamp. We had a question in chat. Are those two dungeons from Vardenfell four-man? Yes, they were four-man content dungeons. Yeah, that's what we need right there. Let's get some more freaking Undaunted Helms out there. <gasps> Not yeah. the spiders. Not the spiders? Not the, let's go for those astronauts. No, no mouth hands. Hey, he's standing up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, see, I, I know we're thinking, like, even with the Vardenfell... When we talked about that, what, two episodes ago or something like that, um, there were three marked houses. So housing would have to come before Vardenfell. Um, but, yes. Oh. Wait, you want to get or down? with Or with Vardenfell. Yeah. That would, that would be a big update. Vardenfell already looks huge. Especially yeah, if it, I did, know. if it did end up coming with two dungeons and freaking barbershop and... A lot of, sh- a lot of I, stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I, think we're gonna see that quarter. I think, I, I think, kind of like what we said before. I have a, an idea that we're gonna see housing and barbershop come together, and there's gonna be no new, uh, no new zone for that patch, and it, <laughs> it gives, up, gives off, gives off, gives the work, gives us uh, time to work and put more effort into the next zone that they create. I hate making predictions this close to a major. Isn't E3 in like a week or two? It is, and that's what I was yeah. saying. Um, and so I know, yeah, that, that we well, can get we, proven wrong really quickly here. Or, so. or, we can, or we can be right, which is what we just, it's a 50-50 chance here, you know? Yeah. I, chance. I'm going to vote. Let, let, by the time we're done talking about this, I kind of want to hear what everyone's next two DLCs are going to be. Um, like we'll, we'll talk about that near the end. Um they talk, they talked about Clockwork City a while ago, um, and I know there's a little spoiler at the end of Rothgar, which we won't really talk about, but it alludes to Minfala's realm, and some people have talked about that with being tied to Clockwork City for some odd reason. I'm not sure how those two things came about, but they are what and they you, are. A jealous, a jealous, sorry, you beat you beat Rothgar, right? I yes. get on an alt okay. character, not you did. Oh, but you skipped. You, you I, skipped the. I got the gist of it, but I didn't get everything. Yeah. The big thing that happens at the end, something big happens at the end. Yeah. That makes you like freak out a little bit. Unless you didn't play Morrowind, then you're like, oh, that was weird. 
<laughs> a few people are saying still haven't completed Orsinium. Um, we'll just say at the end of Orsinium, both Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood, you could look at it being very ad hoc. Like the stories were thrown in. There's no real timeline, if you will. They just kind of feel like you could do them at any time and they would fit in there, right? Orsinium mm -hmm. follows the main storyline that you completed in the game and gives hints towards what's happening next right. um, at the end. There's a big, big spoiler at the end, which we won't say because some people are still working on it. Um, and we never really want to spoil big story arcs, and it's something that's really exciting. But Even though we've already talked about it. We have, but we <laughs> went through tons of detail on it. Yeah. But there's, a, there's a big spoiler at the end that kind of alludes to where we're going to be going in the future to continue this story arc. So the... the the story of Rothgar doesn't end with Rothgar like when you do Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild. When it ends, it ends. You're like, oh, there we go. This one, one of the of... things that I think is interesting about that is it sort if they start making DLCs flow from one to another, which I like personally, but that that really sets up sort of I don't know. It it wouldn't have to be like a hard prerequisite, but sort of a functional prerequisite to have bought previous DLCs to enjoy the new ones, which I think would be interesting. I'm I'm not sure. It, it would almost make me consider, you know, maybe they could do episodic content like Swotor's doing, but I don't like that idea either. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that's something interesting to think about. problem with Swotor is that the episodic content, it's kind of like Guild Wars 2 was with their uh, every two-week patches. Um, and week. Well, the living story wasn't bad, but it literally took you like an hour to do, which was great. You know, hey, it's done, but then you had no reason to really log in until the next one and that's yeah. kind of like how Swotor is like right now if I hopped into Swotor and, and signed in I'd be pretty set for a while because I'd have like all these episodic content to do but I hear that once you finished it the lack of things to do with the episodic content kind of like it drags yeah it's they're adding very little that's yeah sort of long term I, I, I like the way you said it does it better with you know a bigger drop that includes all kinds of new repeatable and farmable objectives. Yeah. Give you something to do after you're done with your questing. Definitely, you need to need to do that. I mean, other games have allowed you to work towards uh, alternate objectives when you were done with your main story. That that's not where the game ended. If the game ended when the story was over, this would be a single player game, right? Um, but it's not. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> In some aspects. Um, Go away, Khajiit. I don't want you here. <laughs> Trolling me like always. I love it. I love it. Let's talk spider parts again. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, All right. Um, mouth hands. Mouth hands. So, yeah. So, we got housing and barbershop, which would be quality of life. And I think we all agree here that the next DLC is going to be housing and and uh, barbershop combination. Anyone not agree with that? Uh, that's what pretty much everybody thinks. And I'm going to laugh when we're all proved wrong in two weeks. Right. I don't know, man. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that's going to be right. Okay. Yeah. I just. I feel like the next patch is going to be a quality of life where they're going to add barbershop, housing, and maybe some other feature. Maybe some revamps to some things. I don't know. They may. They may go through and revamp. Like I don't know. And this is speculation on my point to try to add things in, but revamping some of the older content. Um, I would love to see more scaling added to other zones. Meet that. I was just getting to that. I mean, even if it was just Craglorn and then add some new repeatable like objectives to farm for there, 
Right. Um, Craglorn probably could use some love at this point for reasons to go back. Um, but I'm thinking of revamping the way that, um, like the goal, like the normal zone are, like your main zone. Like I love my Ebonheart Pact, but there's really no reason for me to go back because why would I want the low level stuff? Um, revamping the way that you gather resources, such as you know, um, scaling all the stuff up once you finish gold content. All the zones in Tamriel are now gold, so anywhere you go gets you 160 champion point. Problem with that is it segregates the community. Not really. I mean, to an extent, it would, um, um, unless they did phasing for cities. Like when you walk into a city, you see everyone of all levels, and then when you go out, it's zoned towards what you're doing. I mean, it's not impossible to do. Um, but it would start making people disappear on your map when a VR, you know, 160 champion point person walks out of Davin's watch followed by a level 10 and all of a sudden he disappears because everything is veteran, you know, essentially veteran rank 16. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Oh, I would love if that was part of it. I'm just, Hey, I'm speculating yeah. here. Uh, yeah. 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 It, sound, no, it sounds like they're open to that, but it's, it, it is interesting to speculate about all of the different ways you could do that because I expect that to lead to uh, cross faction play in the overworld. Mm, yeah, I think that's something that needs to happen, and it's obvious it needs to happen at this point. Uh, and, and that sort of scaling is a prerequisite to it, basically. So you know, you end up with the different. You, you know, do you make everything scale up? And the answer to that's no, because that would be weird for new players. Uh, you know, do you have two copies of each zone instead of the three copies we have now, where there's just a V6 or CP160 version for all the veteran characters that scales you up mm -hmm. uh, when you're below that? And do, do you have then the, the 1 to 50? Uh, and, you know, in, in that way, are you removing all champion characters from the lower level experience? Or, you know, because I don't think you want to do that either. You want to have them running around the world. So, uh, you know, do you have like just a travel to player option or, you know, a toggle mm -hmm. to get into which one, the bolstered one or the, the leveling one? I think it's there's you, a lot of a you, lot of different ways you could do that. You could do that in your settings, just in your settings, you know, uh, auto leveling for zones. Do you want everything to be and you put silver or gold or our base and you could then go from there. I have three different copies of the world, normal, silver and gold. And mm. within your, just like in the guild settings, like when you choose, do I want my dungeon to be normal veteran or whatever, they could do that for overworld and just be like normal silver gold and everything would be scaled into that zone. This one does not want silver zones. Well, you wouldn't unless I, you I were working. Well, here's the thing. You're working through I mean, silver, okay? Like you're, you can, well, I mean, you can go, you can go into the CP160 zones that have scaling at like level 20. I mean, there's no point. Well, yes, I, but and the, you split up, and you're splitting up the player base, which is bad. Here's the thing, though: you're also revitalizing the world for the majority of players. It's only bad for the players who are low level. How are you revitalizing it? Because then making you, three versions instead of two. Because mm -hmm. once everyone is VR you know, uh, champion point 160. Why would you want to do anything that's less? Like, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying have two copies, a champion 160 and a, and a 1 to 50. The reason why I say that is... And then not have a, a silver one at all. It all depends on the skill of the player. If you have a fresh level 50 who just started and has, like, no champion points, if you threw him into one with 160 no, champion points... they'd be bolstered, points, though. They'd, they'd be bolstered, like Rothgar. You want to do Rothgar bolstering. Okay, I yeah, see. Yeah, and all the CP 160 for people that are below it. I see. Okay. Makes a little bit more sense. I can see that. 
That would be easier. I mean, it's not without its problems, but I'd rather... I think it'd be worth it to only have two copies of his own. Here's the thing. There's already separation of players. Going through... Go through Silver Zone, see how many other players you see. But we want to get rid of it. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) That's why we're talking about this. I would love to go into my Ebonheart pack zones as a gold zone so that I can actually earn experience and stuff in those zones. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, because I hate having to go to the uh, AD side because I just don't like it. I'd rather farm in, in Rift or Riften or something, you know, in those areas. Yeah, the only the only real casualty there is that you'd be removing, uh, you know, lower level players going through uh, Devon's Watch, for example, wouldn't get to see kind of higher level players hanging out with their cool mounts and cool armor and stuff. That's, that's not uh, true because if there's no content in there, you can phase out those towns so that there's only one phase. Just like they've done in the pregame before. Remember how, like, I would walk into... We had this during our drinking and fishing night. If I walked into somewhere in Shadowfen, or not Shadowfen, uh, in Davin's Watch, the keep, for instance, the keep, uh, what is that keep? I can't remember. It's the one in the northern section. We were trying to fish in there, but if you didn't do the quest to liberate the keep, you couldn't see me when I walked through an invisible zone line. But that's terrible, and they've been trying to get rid of it. I mean, that sort of phasing where people are just appearing and disappearing. and No, it, it is terrible for keeping a group together. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the town would be phased, because how many quests are actually in the town? Very few. Yeah, no, I just, I just think it would be weird to, you know, as soon as you're seeing players leave the town, they, they all just disappear. <laughs> Right. Uh, I, I I think I don't know. I'm, it's not. I mean, it could work too. It might it might be better to splitting up the towns, but it'd be awkward. I'm gonna try to pronounce this name because I do interact with them on Twitter, but I've never actually. I think downscaling and scaling up the rewards. Let me say is the obvious uh, obvious solution, but for some reason they don't want to downscale like Guild Wars. No one does. wants. Yeah, I, I don't know but what it's... the hate is for downscaling. I don't. Some people are like, I just like to see my numbers, but anyway. Um, yeah. I'm going to try, please don't hate me, what is this, Avengale? Avengale, that's what I'm going to call you for now. If, tell me how to pronounce it, give me a phonic. If housing is anything like Skyrim, forget it. I can never keep my items in the house organized. I would organize it only to come back to see all my items all over the floor. I highly doubt it's going to be anything like that, but the housing in Skyrim was terrible. Like, yeah, I mean, it'll be nothing like, just because they don't have the item physics in the world. Uh, talking about items moving on the floor, that's yeah. not even possible in ESS engine. No, that yeah. that kind of stuff. You might be able to get a chest or something that you can throw things in, like an additional banking slot or whatever, and all it would do is link back to your bank or however they want to do it. You might be able to place items, but even how housing was done in Skyrim was terrible, where you went and just bought a room and it appeared. You didn't even get to choose yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That was awful. And you couldn't... Oh, God, it was so terrible. Yeah, it, it was just bad. Like, you couldn't really... Pl- like, yeah, they had the, item The physics. mod for housing that existed before the housing DLC was better than the housing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and even older MMOs all the way back... I can't even... Th- Ultima Online even allowed you to place chairs wherein the heck you wanted. You know, like, you know, the way Skyrim did housing was an afterthought. It was... It was worthy of a $5 DLC because that's all the effort they put into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody's... I, know, I think we talked about this the last time I was on the show a couple weeks ago, but, uh, yeah, people were talking about open placement versus that sort of slotted... Play, you know, versus, you know, you got Skyrim where you can't place anything. It just shows up. Then you've got sort of slot-based, uh, which is what SWOTOR does among other games where Dark you can... Dark like, Camelot got, did it too. Got like, had hook yeah, but I mean, that game is ancient. 
Well, yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, you, yeah, you've got these like hooks where you can place items into like a medium item goes in this medium slot, and that's all you can do there, and that's pretty terrible. And then there's good games like Star Wars Galaxies, which is also ancient. Wild Stars, terrific. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen is similar. You can place it anywhere. You can resize it. Didn't know that game had housing. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good game. It's just one of the few MMOs I haven't played for some reason. Uh, it's probably because I don't like Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, my, I, I but, played it, but it's too yeah. cutesy for me. I like dark. <laughs> I almost I watched I watched like a combat trailer, and it was like a constant mix between the slow uh, GCD putting me to sleep and the spell effects giving me a seizure, and I couldn't really decide which one I was gonna have. It was like <laughs> narcolepsy seizure, narcolepsy seizure, uh, narcolepsy epilepsy. That would have been way funnier. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. But yeah. So if there are any devs listening to this, we want free place. Everybody wants free place. It's 2016. Everything else is terrible. It doesn't have to be full on like Star Wars Galaxies where we can place any item in the world and it'll have a render, but just let us place the decor where we want it. Rift was a good example with their housing, and they're probably doing something similar when we were talking about the phasing of housing. When they did their slivers, the, the zone existed in the world, but once you walked into it, it was yours, and that's probably what they're doing with ESO, but you should check out their system. It's free to play. Go play, you know, whatever. If you want to see how they did that. I mean, you could resize All items. As well. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, resizing items is great. Yeah, I've heard many, many good things about Rift's housing. Yeah. Well, Wildstar is just, is Rift's housing just a little more advanced? Well, one thing I'd like to add that I just remembered uh, is that ESO does already have decor items in-game through the Justice system. Uh, but they're clearly marked as decor. Uh, some of them are the purple items, and um, I think, I think, and have reason to believe that we can expect uh, those to sort of have some interplay with the uh, the housing system when it eventually is released. So maybe something to think about when you get those rare items from stealing. There you go. Maybe launder, maybe launder and keep it. I've already done that for one or two things. I've done that for a couple of the purple items. Like, I yeah. have a lock of uh, Amalexia's hair, and I'm just like, I have to keep it just because that's of what it is. creepy. <laughs> You're like, I'm keeping that anyway. It doesn't have anything to do with housing. I don't have anything to do with housing. I'm just keeping it. Yeah. Sometimes I like to sniff it. My precious. Rub it all over my body. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious, just a look of, like, disgust on his face right now. Like, what? <laughs> I'm... What's going on? They're talking about rubbing hair over each other. What's going on on this podcast? You guys, you guys derailed this discussion topic so hard. I love it though. That's what happens. It's great. Sorry. It's great. Listen. It's great listening. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's go ahead and give our final, final thoughts for what's coming next and what the next two DLCs are going to be. And we'll see how wrong we are at the Bethesda E3. Avi, why don't you go ahead and go first? I'm gonna say that the next one coming up is gonna be barbershop and housing. Then after that, uh, I want to say Vardenfell, but part of me feels like it's gonna be Merkmire. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Merkmire, and I'm also gonna say, because okay, none of us really know what the Clockwork City where it actually is located. We know it's on but mainland Amriel. That's they say know. it's on mainland Tamriel, and a lot of people say that it's under the city of Ebonheart in Stonefalls. So there's a possibility that we might see Clockwork City with uh, housing. 
maybe, since it's a very, it, it's probably something pretty small, you know? Well, who knows how big the Clockwork City actually is? I guess technically that place could be huge, but no, I don't know. I was, think, I was thinking about that, but... Uh, Interesting. I, I, think, I think I answered your question there. Yeah, you did. Because we're okay. essentially going to the end of this year, which is Q3 and Q4, so... Right, yeah. So either the second one will either be Vardenfell or Merkmeyer. I'm sort of hoping for Merkmeyer a little bit more, but we'll see. Right. Asari. So, uh, like everybody else, I expect barbershop and housing for quarter three. Um, I think that will be, as I've said before, this is kind of a bold statement that people disagree with, but I do expect that to be a free DLC where they'll monetize through microtransactions the crap out of those two features. I think if they're doing a free DLC, that makes Dungeons a likely candidate for this patch as well. It may not happen, but you don't want to have pledges for Dungeons people don't have, so I don't expect to see Dungeons when they're released, locked behind a paywall anyway. So, And I think we're pretty starved for group content at this point that's new and fresh, and I think Zoss has known this for a while. So I'd like to see two new dungeons in quarter three. <clears throat> that might be wishful thinking. Uh, as well as housing and uh, the barbershop. Uh, for quarter four, I don't know. I, uh, and I, I, I'm thinking Vardenfell, like most people. It's been teased pretty heavily at this point. I, th I think Clockwork City will probably be there, but I could be wrong. I like the idea of it as its own, as its own zone. I think that would be pretty neat too, especially if it's an underground zone. Uh, I'm part. I really like Black Reach and Skyrim. I want Black Reach nostalgia. Uh, yeah. I think I think there's a little bit of that in Rothgar, right? There was a very similar dungeon. Similar, yeah. Um, one but it was just the ones. Yeah. No, no, it was yeah. a public dungeon. I think. It oh, was it the public dungeon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was just complete. Yeah, if they do like a whole zone of that, I'll be a happy man. But yeah, that's what I think. Okay. Probably wrong. No, well, here's the one thing. We've seen this actually multiple times, and it, it's kind of a safe bet at this point to say housing because it's been confirmed via ESO Live and a few other things that housing will indeed be coming in 2017. That either makes it Q3 or Q4. But with so many of the stuff being released... Um, like all this data mined and all this information, we think that's probably going to be next. So yeah, Q3 will be, um, I'd be surprised. Like, I really hope housing you have to earn in-game and it's not you buy it through a the ca or cash shop. I don't mind furniture so much, but you still should have to buy your house in-game somehow. But anyway. Um, I, I, would, I would add to that. Because, you know, we, we all do expect housing and furniture to be heavily monetized. I think Cinemax really needs to consider uh, either like a crown to gold exchange, which mm. has its risks uh, because it puts a pretty big emphasis on, let's say, inequality in the economy uh, when, when pricing on sort of what the real world value of something gets to gets linked there. You, you can really see, you know, wow, I'm really poor or wow, these players that exploited uh, have a bunch of gold tempers are really rich you know or something like that you know th those types of issues really get amplified uh but it seems it seems to me at least now without that that it's not a real problem so they could do an exchange like guild wars 2's gem exchange that allows players to uh buy crowns from another player with gold uh and then buy housing items off the store with that and i also think that would help with sales of things like uh mount training which 
uh, is stupid to spend real money on because it's so ludicrously overpriced. But if I was just making a ton of gold in game, you know, I could be like, yeah, I could, I could, I could do this with gold and not feel bad about it. Use somebody else's gems that they wanted to get gold from gems. And then the other option is Swotor, uh, who I'm not, not like the biggest fan of the way they do everything, but they all of their cash shop items can be traded in game. Right. I don't think that's an option for ESO because of accessibility issues with the guild stores. Mm-hmm. But um, I suppose that's an option as well. But uh, I, I would much prefer to see like a flat up gold to gems or gold to crowns exchange done in ESO so that players can, you know, they can monetize it as much as they want, which hopefully isn't that bad. But, uh, you know, people are still. Because, I mean, it's going to be my microtransaction city when this stuff happens. And I'd like to see things like, uh, you know, changing your hairstyle, changing your character's face, uh, housing decoration, all of those things to be sort of accessible uh, to players that maybe don't want to dump all the cash on it to get it. Right. I hear you. That makes sense. Make it an item you have to use and it's bind, you know, bind on equip so you can... And it, and it does create more cash shop transactions as well more people will be giving them money because it won't be just the people that want to buy an item out of the cash shop it will also be the people that want to uh you know get gold basically by mm-hmm. trading with another player right so housing oh, housing in q3 for me and here's the thing um he was requested earlier my oh, baby's here now corgi oh I was confused about what you were doing. I was like, dude, dude just jumped out of his chair. He's just done. He's, <laughs> He's all yeah. spider. I'm out of here. I gotta go. Hopefully, uh, I think it was Zealots that wanted to see the dog, so here he is. This hey. is Doomhowl. Dog. I don't, I don't yep. want my cat back. She's been yep. around somewhere. Okay. We don't get enough dog in this in this show. It's a lot of cat. Well, that's not yeah. bad for you, Avi. I mean. It's because uh, I was going to make a joke and I held myself from it. There uh. you go. There you go. Um, Q4, I actually kind of lean with Asari on Vardenfell. And the reason why I'm saying this is because we've seen the Clockwork City. We've seen Merkmire. We've seen Realm of Minfala and stuff like that teased. We have not seen it data mined. Okay? Yeah. So that makes me think that the those areas, while they were teased, were on a private development server. And therefore, because we are not seeing them data mined, we are not they are not in the main game yet. They're not far enough along to be thrown in with main files. They are separate still. So that's why I think Vardenfell will be Q4, just because the fact those other areas, even though we've known about them longer, have not been data mined, so they're not in the game yet. That's my reasoning for it. So, guess we'll see. All right, guys, that ends our discussion. Let's go ahead and talk gameplay real quick before we end out this show. Uh, sorry, since you're our guest, you go first. Okay, this is Tails, right? This is yeah. Tails. Okay, so I've already talked about my two major things this week, which are playing the Dark Brotherhood and not getting Molokina every day. Especially the first day where I had like 20 keys. So thanks a lot, RNG. But uh, <laughs> uh, my other excitement that I sort of touched on was I did go through the better White Gold Tower, which is actually for the first time for me. I'd kind of been putting it off because everybody made it sound like it was literally Satan. Uh, 
So I, I went through that, and that was pretty fun. I, I really enjoyed it. There were definite struggles, um, as you might expect, but we did get through it. Uh, it, it took about three hours. Uh, but uh, uh, I really enjoyed, in particular, the uh, what I'm going to call the two hard bosses. I assume there's only two hard bosses. I don't know many other people struggle with the others, but we, we had uh, the, the fire atronach that chases yeah, you around. The, 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 flame, the planar and hamburger. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That was... Uh, that, that, that was pretty awful. Um, you know, I, I liked it. It really required in an interesting way that everybody be on top of their stuff. Uh, you know, you can't carry something in the fight, I don't think, uh, based on my one experience with it. Uh, so I, I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was really engaging and fun. And it, it, it was hard and it sucked. And I wouldn't want to do it regularly. Uh, and then the final fight was, it, that took, uh, that took us several attempts as well, but it was it was more kind of just screw ups that we shouldn't have been making. Uh, yeah, it has a learning curve to it. So as soon as you learn the mechanics of the fight, then it becomes pretty straightforward. It was like two in the morning at this time, and that's West Coast, so I, everybody else was like about to be the crack at dawn, I think. So we, we ended up just doing that. Well, not the mode of the final fight. And I, I guess I would like to complain that you get two gold keys for doing the hard mode of the veteran and then one silver for doing like the normal everybody thinks this is dumb because uh, you can get the silver just for doing it on normal mode i believe right or right. not even veteran yeah uh even though you've done the rest of the dungeon on the gold difficulty so it's kind of silly it should be like one gold key versus two gold keys still a decently hard fight even with that um but yeah i look forward to doing that again knowing what i'm doing uh a, a little bit better Nice. And with people that I'm more used to playing with. Cat fur everywhere drive me nuts. There we go. Avi, what about you, sir? Uh, Can't I remember. don't know. What, did, what, I, what happened this week? Did we play games? Video games played? I ran I ran a random dungeon. I ran the pledges with the ESOTR guys and played with the Marvin for the first time. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty. That was pretty fun hanging out with them that night. Had a good time. Can't really remember what dungeon or what we did, but it was a good time. There's some funny people. Um, what else did I do? How we talked since last week. Dark Brotherhood released the day after. The we did. Well, no, or was it? Our, it was like two days after, but yeah. Okay, I I can't remember it. Yeah, yeah, right. So I haven't talked about my helm yet. I got like. A lot of uh, helms, shoulders pieces. I got a lot of shoulder pieces. Good lord! And I think I brought it up earlier. The show they all. Yeah, sorry, man. I got like four. <laughs> I got like four molag cameras out of my. Everybody of my did. Piece. Everybody made really did. Yeah. Oh god. I got I got a divine molag henna. I got a divine uh, Bogdan night flame, mm -hmm. and um, Lord Warden. I think it is yeah. from. ICP, ICP. Yeah, I got I got his shoulder too, and I think it's in divine slight. I'm not sure, something like that. Yeah, I opened my keys. I got all the goods. I've been still running for helms, trying to get all the helms and shoulders that they have in the game because I have the freaking bank space now. So why not? Right. So, so, I, I logged in and I had three items in my bank. It was hilarious. I had one, and it was a Mara. <laughs> that was all I had in my bank. I'm like, wow. 
So you can see I, where my bank was used for. Yeah. One my bank's them. mostly used. My bank's mostly used for shoulders and helms, which I've grown to have a lot of. Like, I think I have four or five Alcanscorias, like five, six, seven Molochenas. It must. It must be nice to have that kind of inventory management problem. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I I got the full Molochena now, and I still haven't. I still haven't used it. I don't even want to use the full. I just want the shoulder. Just want the shoulders. Uh, yeah, I need I need the stam regen from Bloodspawn. It's it's entirely a fashion thing for me. I'll admit it. I feel pretty uh, bad. I'm being such a casual about this. I just think the Bloodspawn shoulder looks terrible, so I'm not doing it the other way around. I, I I don't I don't blame you, man. I got my I finally got my engine guardian, which I've talked about for the longest time. I've been wanting this set, and I just want it for the way it looks. Yeah. I don't need I don't need this in any way, shape, or form. Nightflame works better for me as a healer, but man, Engine Guardian just looks so good. I, I put it on, and I just start taking screenshots, and then all of a sudden, 20 minutes goes by, and I did a whole photo shoot, and it's like, well, that, that was fun. I look good. I'm not going to lie. One of the major reasons why I've been after the Mole Kenna helm for so long now, this changed now because my set's different. I had the shoulder. I have divine shoulders. But I like the mercenary shoulder better, and I can hide the helm. So <laughs> I needed the stats, uh, but I wanted the looks of the merc gear. So I, I think Moloch Kenna has an awesome shoulder piece. It looks okay. Probably one, it's probably, really good. Probably, yeah. probably one of the best in the games, in my opinion. That engine guardian, and uh, I don't it's know what happened. Medium. And I've always had to love her freaking Valkyrie Storia. So, I even think, though I, I never have, I never have any reason to wear it, but I just think it looks so awesome. I think my major problem with Valken Score is it's undyable because of the color, which it makes sense. You can dye it a little bit. I can't. Mine never takes any dye colors. Yeah. I do. I I'm pretty sure you can you can you can dye it. All right. You can't like you can't like get rid of the lava flow of it, but you can like add like the black lines, make the black lines in it kind of wider. Or, a different color. I'm gonna, My, I'm I, gonna I, test I, that I when I get in. But I don't think that's, it's very noticeable. Well, I, I know. I'll I'll you can one, die. I just a, don't think it's noticeable. A one by one pixel has been dyed, and you can go go see do it. it after the show I'm if you have to. a if you have a shoulder helm, and you'll couple. you'll see it. Yeah. And you can send me a text message and say, "Oh, you're you're, you're right. wrong, Javi." Oh, I'm not. I, I I'm not wrong. You're I'm never. I'm never wrong. I don't know if you're aware of this. Ah, I see. All right. Yes. Yes. Um. So, anyways, what else have I? What else have I been doing? Um. I I think I think that's it. I mean, I've been I've been running pledges, getting my gold keys, opening them up, not getting engine guardian, because even though I still don't really need an engine guardian shoulder, I wouldn't mind getting one, light divines or light infused. So that's what I'm that's that, that's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming for that, and I gotta run through Imperial City Prison soon, because that's next on my to-do list. I ran that like a few weeks ago before the nerf of them, and it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun, right? It is fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like now. I did all this pre-nerf. I had to do it. I got Nerdman and his wife and and Zephin to run with me. Um, because that's been my a lot of my ICP groups have been that way, and um, I wanted them to run with me because I wanted to do it before they got nerfed. So I got that clear before I think I got it clear on Saturday or something before the Tuesday patch. 
So I'm proud to say I got those both done prior to um, prior to the nerf. So makes me that's, feel better. That's, that's nice. I'll, I'll end up, I guess I'll do it out since the nerf already happened. It might be a little easier, but yeah, I've been having such good luck getting these helm drops. Um, my, my, my guess is I'm going to get it first try. All right. That Lord Warden's home first try. I told Nerdman, I said, we, we tried to run a Vet Weichel Tower, and I was like, no, nah, trust me, dude. I'm going to get the helm drop first try. Like He's like, I don't know, man. It's going to be it months like, before you get this helmet. Dude, he, he, said, he, said, <laughs> he said it took him like 20 times to run a Weichel Tower to finally get him all that kind of. I was like, damn, I don't know, man. I have a feeling. First try, and I got it. So nice. I'm calling it again. Very nice. I'm really glad I, I got Moloch Cannon on the Cyrodiil Fender, and I have no regrets about that. I actually got three of them. I looked at it, and I was like, I should buy Nah, screw it. I run White Gold Tower all the time. I'll get it. I already have a Divine's Light, so I don't really care. Mm, yeah. so, you know, like, I mean, I make the 511 work. So, like, if I have to. Like, yeah, would I prefer the helm to be medium so I have better defense? Yeah, I would, but whatever. I have a light belt and a medium belt. I just switch it out depending if I get a if I get a Divine's medium helm, I'll switch. But I don't need to right now. So uh, anything else, Avi? Is that kinda that's kinda it? I don't know, you're muted, sir. <laughs> Still muted. Still muted. Either that or I'm muting everybody. I don't really know what's going on. Oh no! What are you doing over there, Jones? I don't know. I'm drunk. Well, that's Just having, having fun, playing oh, around. Damn, it's like 5 a.m. Turt. Yeah, no, it sucks. I hate it. Oh, there we go. We're getting there. Oh, uh, now we're back. Can you hear me? Can, I can you hear, hear me now? now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have so much editing to do with this podcast, just because yeah, of I all know. these stupid <laughs> issues. I thought I thought it was gonna be my internet connectivity uh, since like last night and this morning that was gonna be the problem, and I think I've only lagged like twice. Meanwhile, no, Skype hates you. Skype hates me. Twitch hates me. I, I'm scared. I wonder if we, yeah, we we could have hit the limit there, but I don't think we did. I don't the, think the two hour did. limit that Skype has. No, we didn't hit that. No, I don't think so. Because I, I think that just kills the, call the video anyway. The show. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. All right, uh, I'll edit all that out because this thing's being stupid. All right. It's got to be Skype because the screen stream never went down. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So many freaking issues. All right. Um, my tales. I played tons, like, all of last week, and this week I didn't really play a whole lot up until Thursday. I played constantly, but I had so many You played around without having power. Well, yeah, I played around not having power (laughs) during the rest of the week. Um, But up until then, I had messing with the stamina changes. I did a lot of stamina change stuff that I was working on. We experimented with putting more Dark Brother, more fighter skilled skills How everywhere many skills, in our builds. Yeah, exactly. How <laughs> many skills can I replace with Dark Brother or uh, uh, fighter skilled? I, I I have to say I think using uh, Silver Leash instead of Critical Rush, like I've been doing, is a really terrible idea. But uh, yeah. I just shouldn't be using Critical Rush anyway, and I know it, so I'm I'm kind of okay with it. I maybe. like Critical Rush for the mobility it gives. 
But once you're like in a PvE fight, other than that first boss charge, how often do you really use it unless there's ads? Now, ad fights, I'm rocking with it because I'm ads all portals. Over. I mean, there's 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 good reasons. There's to zip applications, around, but... but if you're on a but... single target boss fight, you're not using it. But Silver Leash has that. Uh... You, you have to use it twice to actually pull, and it doesn't always work for some reason. Uh, so it's kind of crap. Yeah. I should probably stop using that. Yeah. I, I might, I, I, but I might not go back to Critical Rush. So I, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll just put Circle of Protection there. I know I should remove Critical Rush just off my bar and switch to bow if I have to, and I don't want to because I feel so much better with Crit Rush. It feels amazing, and I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that. That was great. Oh, I, I remember the day the patch came out because I was so excited because I'm finally switching back to stamina for Magicka. So I stripped all my Magicka gear off. I put all my stamina gear on. I threw all my Magicka gear in the bank because it was going to go on an alt anyway. And I parked myself into Sean in front of the respect shrine. Mistake. Because I could not log in for like two hours. It would just keep timing me out because of where I was logged in. I could log into every other character, but not my main. It's the face when patch day struggles, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> that, that face. Join our Discord and you'll see that spammed yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's, that, that, that is a joke for the Discord people. Yeah, everyone in Discord <laughs> will get that. Um, Did you see Discord just a minute ago, that, that screen cap of me? I, I should have yeah. known I was feeding them by flipping off the camera. Yeah. yeah. What, what, was it's that, pretty great. Was it from Spirit, Zealot? Did he? Did he? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have Discord so no, open, but he's pretty. Quick that's what I looked that. over over on this monitor and started laughing a couple. Minutes he's already ago. he's already he's already made two memes for this episode. Did he? Uh, yeah. I don't have it up, but I'll have to look because he's always quick oh, with the. Yeah. He's quick with the memes with this episode. He's he. Oh, I like the one you did for me in, in Discord. The did someone say Nernroot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Nernroot. Um. But yeah, after I, I did that, I got my stamina, finally got logged in, got myself all set up to stamina, uh, made some dumb choices with um, some enchants, I ran a dungeon, and my sustain was terrible, so I, I had to remove some of my weapon damage enchants on my jewelry and put stamina, uh, not regeneration, but reduce feet cost, and that seemed to help a good bit. Um, I'm still kind of having some sustained issues, but not as much as I was. Um, so that that's working out for me. Um, pulling less DPS than I was on Magicka, which I was expecting, but it's a lot higher than it was. I'm pulling an easy 18k without even weaving that much or messing up my weaves, so that was a lot better than what I was. And um, you have the moral high ground by not being a Magicka user. Yeah, I feel better. Um, yeah, the style points. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. How I, I won't be going back to Magicka ever again. I, I just refuse. Um, but I have a second Templar now, so if I ever have to, I'll just log on her. But my main... Only two? Casual Scrub Lord. Freaking casual. Freaking God. casual. Only two God, max have, level Templars? At least have three or four, man. Yeah, I'm up to three. Yeah. I got four. I know, I'm starting to feel bad. I only have two <laughs> max level Templars. There's an issue here. Um <sighs> When she get, I'm gonna race change her too. She's got to change to Breton because I made her an Imperial, but she's not stamina. Even though she'd be the better stamina one, but I refuse. So my, my Breton Templar is AD, so I can't play him. Yeah, I'm just gonna make a Breton once that goes through. But anyway, uh, and then the rest of the time I spent in PvP with Glassmere, or Glassmere, uh in chat and in in the guild. 
doing Imperial City because I've been having a blast in PvP in Imperial City. So that's what I've been working on almost exclusively uh, was that. So, yeah, that's our tales for this week, I guess. Um, we don't have any emails this week, so if you want to send us an email, contact at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com slash contact. You can send us messages, et cetera, et cetera. Final thoughts, guys. I'll send you some hate mail about oh. me. Okay. <laughs> that is sorry sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guy. He's so awful. He doesn't know he anything so about spiders. He might know keyboard. business, but he doesn't know shit about spiders. <laughs> that, 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 dude, that dude doesn't even like spiders, man. <laughs> yeah. What an idiot thinks spiders have mouth hands. <laughs> <laughs> He triggered me when he flipped off the camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys sorry. Can blur that out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll think about it. Sorry. Final thoughts. Where people can find you. All that good stuff. Hey, I have no final thoughts because I've shared enough already. Um, you, you can find me. Um, obviously, I'm one of the guys running Tamriel Foundry, so you can find me there. Uh, Twitter's probably the biggest place to find me um and you can find me at twitter at ethan mcphee e-t-h-a-n-m-a-c-f-i-e um i also have a facebook facebook.com slash aaron penman and that's the blog aaronpenman.com and i write for mmogames.com when i want to get paid for writing so i'm everywhere yep <laughs> avi <laughs> um yeah it's a good show i enjoyed it had a good time um I tried to be a little more awake this episode. I think I'm getting better at that as we move forward. So uh, as to where you can find me, you can find me on Twitter, Steam, Endgame, and ESO. Pretty much anywhere to look for me, I'm there. And that's at HobbyOptimal, A-V-I-O-P-T-I-M-A-L. Excellent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you guys have a Steam group that you should plug. I'll get to I'm that. in that. Yes, you, you can are. add me. You can add uh, me. I'm, I won't know I who still, you are, and then I'll ignore it. I still, I still haven't joined that. I should probably do that. Bobby, what in the world? You've been with us <laughs> casual, for like a year Casual now. scrub lore. God. Man. That's funny. It's almost like I just play video games. I know. Not on Steam, usually. Not on for Steam, me anyway. apparently. Yeah, no. I know. I don't have ESO through Steam, so therefore... Me neither. It's like... Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, before I end off, final thoughts for the show. Sorry so much, guys, for the technical issues we've been having this episode. I don't know what in creation is going on. My internet seemed fine, but between Twitch and Skype being stupid, we had some technical issues. Uh, we'll be back on twitch.tv slash Network next week. I'm sorry I had to cut that short for the people who were watching there. We had a good number of people actually watching, and I feel really bad, but I'd rather cut the stream than have really poor quality the entire time of it disconnecting constantly because Twitch was being stupid. Um, Skype, I hate you. Go to hell. <laughs> special um, shout out to Skype. Go special die. shout out to Skype. We'll never get uh, funded by them because you know, screw you, Skype. Well, there goes the, there goes the sponsorship. Ah, I Fifty thousand dollars down the drain. Yeah. That's how much I care about quality of this show that we turned down a Skype uh, partnership. Because they suck. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yep, they All were right. definitely gonna. <laughs> well, they do. Um, but probably my Microsoft overlords will kill me because don't Microsoft own Skype now? Like yes. I feel like they do. So for like five years. I'm sorry, Microsoft. Please don't kill me. All right. Yeah. Final thoughts for the show. Dark Brotherhood uh, is amazing. New DLCs. Um, 
I hope that I think it's next week. It is. What is this? Yeah. No, actually, no. It's. Is it next week? That the before E three event. It, it's really soon, so we should actually hear whether our predictions are correct here in the next few weeks. So that's pretty awesome. Um, there we go. You can find me at Agelos in game A G G E L O S. Join our um, U S Mega Server Guild as well as one on the E U and the Xbox One. Um, for the EU, you can send messages to at linksin101 or at arkaneer for invites on the EU mega server. For me, it's Jello. Send me a mail. I'll get you in there. Or really, anyone on, on CASP can do it here. Anyone on this show. They're all... Sorry's in the guild. Um, the Optimal's in the guild. Anyone. Just send a message. You'll get in. Um, Steam group, since you mentioned it. Dungeon Crawler Network. Search that. You can find it if you're playing Steam. There you go. Join our Discord. Uh, you can find it on our Twitter account, Dungeon Crawl Net. It's a, it's a pinned tweet. You can get it there. Uh, that's where all of our random conversations and ugly, terrible taxidermy pictures get posted. Um, <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. Beautiful taxidermy. Beautiful taxidermy, indeed. Um, let's see. PS4 group. Yep, there we go. Facebook.com slash Dungeon Crawl Network, of course. Twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network and YouTube.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network are our addresses where our stuff goes live when it works. There you go, guys. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamarill. We'll be back next week with probably a show talking about how we are completely wrong with all of our predictions and what's really going to happen. That's I want you up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to own my mistakes. I refuse to be there for that because I don't want to be wrong. Thank you so much, everyone. We hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next week. A serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars. Evil stirs, and in its wake, the souls of Shields
Once more, these are days.